What's up, Lifehouse family? So excited to share with you today as we continue on our 30 days of prayer and devotion. Uh, remember, if you have missed a couple of days, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Pick up right where we left off and right where you are now and just keep going because it's not about perfection. It's about progress and we're all making progress together. I'm excited to share today's Luke 23. If you haven't read it, make sure you get it, get your Bible and read into it. Um, it's such an... Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Such an important part of everything that we believe in. It's the the trial, the crucifixion, death, and burial of Jesus, and it's such an uh, important part. So I just it's that way. Can we take up any more of your time? Let's dive into it. I'm excited. Um, first thing, I just really want to take the time to talk about and and really point out is how innocent Jesus was, like. Not innocent in the fact of the saying that he was like sheltered, but actual little innocence. I mean, they took him before Pilate and Herod both. And then back back to Pilate. So Pilate, who couldn't find anything wrong with him, took him to Herod. Herod couldn't find anything wrong with him. And then took him back to Pilate. And Pilate still, still couldn't find anything wrong with him. How many of us can really say that about ourselves? <laughs> Not I. So... I mean, just how perfect Jesus was and how innocent he was and how undeserving he was of what was about to happen to him and what was happening to him. It was completely unjust and completely unfair. And then Pilate, in desperation, because he, the crowd, the all of the people are clamoring for Jesus to be crucified, to be killed, and they're pushing for this and pushing for the government to, to make a stand and to kill Jesus. He offers up, he's like, I'll give you the choice. You can have either Jesus, who I can set him free because I don't find anything wrong with him and there is nothing wrong with him, or you can have Barabbas. And Barab for us to truly understand the weight of this, we have to understand who Barabbas was. And Barabbas was a zealot. So we're talking about somebody who was basically like a terrorist. Like he was like a terrorist against the government. So he was extreme. He was an extremist. Um, he had actually been put in for murder. Um, he was he was he was kind of crazy, right? But he, so he's thinking, if if I give you the choice between someone who is literally perfect, who has nothing, who's done nothing wrong, and a terrorist, they're bound to choose the person. He was sadly mistaken. It goes to show how powerful a united voice can be and how they can push for change and how they can push for things because and even though this is such this is a negative thing and it pushed for Jesus to be killed it just goes to show that when we're united and our voices are together we can push the government and push people to do things that that need to happen but in this case that didn't happen they pushed and they pushed and they chose to let Barabbas go free so now Pilate is faced with a decision. He can't get out of it. He can't back out of it. So he just washes his hands of the situation and gives Jesus over to the crowd. And then we see that Jesus, Jesus is carrying his cross and he, he's, at the, he's been beaten to the point of where he can't, he can't hardly carry the cross anymore. He can't hardly move anymore. And they get Simon to come and help carry the cross for him. And it's there's women who are around Jesus mourning as he's walking and, and crying. 
And then Jesus, Jesus says something here that is, is interesting, right? It's not something you would expect from somebody who's about to meet their death. And he says this in verse 20, 28, daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, blessed are the barren women, the wombs that never bore and the breast that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, fall on us and to the hills, cover us. For if men do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it's dry? And when I first read this, and if you're like me, when you first read this, it, it was kind of shocking. It's kind of out of left field, kind of scary. Like talking about how women will say it was better to not have had children and better to uh, to just have the mountains fall on us. Like how crazy is that? But what Jesus was saying is, don't cry for me. Don't cry for me. Cry for yourselves because if they're going to do this to me now, do this to me now when I'm here and things are good. He's like, imagine what it's going to be like when things are bad and you believe. Imagine what that's going to be. See, and it was crazy about it is that Jesus was just, even though he was in that moment, he could barely walk and he's in pain and he has been beaten beyond recognition. And yet he's still thinking forward and thinking about the people there. And he's thinking about the future. How many of us can say the same that in our moments of pain that we think about other people? I don't, I don't know, but it challenges me to do that. And then we see that he's on, when he's on the cross, he, he, the, 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 uh, military men are, are gambling over his stuff and giving him sour wine and are making fun of him and making jokes and doing different things. But yet he calls out to heaven and says, father, forgive them because they don't know what they do. Think about that for a moment. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they do. You know how hard it is for me to forgive some people over their Facebook posts? <laughs> do you know how hard it is? Like, and, it's, and it may not even be at me. It's just what they said made me so mad. You know how hard it is for me to do that? But yet Jesus has gotten beaten, nailed to a cross, hanging there naked. And people are making fun of him, gambling over his clothes and shouting at him. And he's completely innocent. And yet he still says, God, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Like, think about it. He, he was thinking about us and he forgave us before we ever even did anything because we didn't know what we were doing. How amazing is that? Like, when you think about how far we should forgive people and... Jesus endured the craziest punishment and the craziest times and people were so wrong, but yet he still chose to f ask for forgiveness for them, even though they were killing him. Think about that. Then we have the time he's talking to the, the, the two thieves on either side of him. And one, you know, one's like making fun of him. And the other one is like, hey, who, like, you should not do that because you're talking, you're talking to someone who's completely innocent. He doesn't deserve to be up here. He's like, just remember me, just remember me when you're in the kingdom. And it makes me think about like, how many people will we not expect? Oh, and just, by the way, Jesus says today you'll be with me in paradise. How many people will be in heaven that we don't expect to be there? Maybe we shouldn't judge or cast stones or just assume things about people because we don't know the Father's heart. The Father looks on the inside, we just look on the outside. 
So maybe we shouldn't be so quick to judge or bring up people's pasts when we don't know the heart of God or we don't know what Jesus is thinking, what God is thinking, or we don't know if they've asked for forgiveness. Maybe we shouldn't be so quick to judge. And then everything's going crazy and everything happens and the storm happens and God has turned his back on Jesus and then the veil is torn. It says the veil in the temple and the curtain in the temple is torn. And this is so significant because that that veil and that curtain represent a place that people could not go unless you had special privileges with God. You could not go in there and survive and live unless you had reached a certain amount of cleanliness and a certain amount of, of uh, reputation and um, forgiveness in a way and cleanse of your sins but that veil was torn to where now it represented that all because of Jesus like the bridge was uh, bridge was built over the gap between us and God and we were able, we're able to come to God ourselves we're able to come to him and ask for forgiveness we're able to have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God because Jesus died and that veil was torn and the very um next thing we have is when Jesus offers up his spirit to God and he uh, just says, God, take it away, basically. And he gives himself over to God and he dies. And then he goes on and he's buried in the tomb. And the really the best part about this is that that's not the end of the story. The, Luke doesn't end right there. Luke doesn't end when Jesus dies and is buried. There's a whole nother chapter that comes after this with the good news. So I'm not gonna do all the spoilers because that's what's next, but understand that that's not where the story ends. Our story doesn't end with Jesus just dying. That's the great news. That's the best part about this chapter is that the story doesn't end there. So I encourage you today to think about all these things, offer up forgiveness when you feel like it shouldn't be given. Let's not use people's past against them. Let's, uh, let's show mercy. Let's show grace to people. And then let's remember what Jesus went through, even though he was completely innocent and he did it for us. He did it for you. He did it for me. So let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for what you did, Lord. I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for us. I thank you for the forgiveness that he's shown. I pray that we will extend that same grace and that same forgiveness to people, Lord God, that he, he showed uh, to us. Because your word says that even while we were still sinners, you died and you loved us. So God, I pray that, Lord, as though other people may sin against us, that we would give forgiveness in the same manner. And we think about those above our own selves, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you will just bless us, bless each and every person that's uh, listening to this, Lord God. I pray that you will just move in their lives. We love you. We thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Lifehouse, love you so much. Be blessed. Continue on. If you've, if you've fallen off, don't forget, we're looking for progress, not perfection. Love you guys.